and welcome to another episode of the City SC Reports Weekly Recap. I'm Matt Baker, here to bring you all of the latest news and rumors from St. Louis City SC over the past week. This week saw the final big portion of preseason kick off for the club as they took flight from the chilly St. Louis weather for sunny skies and the warmer climates of Palm Springs, California for the Coachella Valley Invitational. I'll be detailing that in full, along with a couple off-the-field news items. St. Louis City has unveiled their Our City Sustainability Initiative, focusing on City Park being a zero-waste stadium, and a sports business article later in the week confirmed that the search for City Park's official sponsor is on hold for at least the duration of the first season. But let's start with the on-field action. After playing two games in Florida, tying the Philadelphia Union 2-2 and beating Inter-Miami 4-0, with goals coming from Klaus, Nico Joachini, Indy Vasilev, Lucas Bartlett, Sam Adeneron, and Celio Pompeu, the club would return home for some freezing cold practices until Monday, February 6th, when they flew out to Palm Springs for 10 days and three games in the Coachella Valley Invitational, along with 11 other MLS teams. In total, 25 players made the trip, with homegrown signing Caden Glover remaining in St. Louis, practicing with City 2, and recent City camp participant Tyson Pierce from the academy returning to training with that group. Lucas Bartlett, the centre-back trialist, made the trip, along with City 2 and City Academy U21 midfielder Miguel Perez. A bit of good news on the health front, too, as centre-back John Bell began participating in team activities upon arrival as he has recovered from a sports hernia injury. Unfortunately, before the first match on Wednesday, February 8th, Selmer Pedro had returned to St. Louis to attend to a personal matter, not one related to an injury or physical issue, I'm told, so there were ultimately still shorthanded on their back line for this match. The team played the LA Galaxy in their first Coachella Valley match on Wednesday and deployed a similar approach as their matches against the Union and Inter-Miami, two separate starting 11s to begin each half. To start the match, City ran out Rowan Berkey in net and were in a 4-2-2-2 formation with John Nelson, Kyle Hebert, Tim Parker, and Jake Nerwinski on the back line. Edward Leuven and Miguel Perez were in the defensive midfield. Tomas Ostrak and Jared Stroud were our wide attacking mids with Klaus and Azeel Jackson up front. This is notable for a few reasons. First, you can see more of Carnell's previous quote of getting groups of players timed together that they may envision starting. For instance, Parker and Nerwinski are our presumptive center-right-back starting combo. Nelson, who has been fighting for a starting spot with Selmer Pedro, saw time with Tomas Ostrak on the left. Ostrak himself is a presumptive starting attacking midfielder who saw a lot of time on the left with City 2 last year. And with Ostrak-Stroud-Klaus combo, that's been a popular one to keep together for Carnell up top. Lastly, Azeel Jackson found time in the attacking end after playing a significant amount of time so far in preseason alongside Edward Leuven in the defensive midfield, a position largely unfamiliar to him. This group got to work early. In just the 13th minute of the match, John Nelson played the ball high up to the left, slotted a pass wide left for Ostrock, who received it, had some fancy footwork, pulled it back a bit, found a streaking Nelson further inside the box, and after drawing some defenders to him, Nelson slotted it over to Jared Stroud, who easily slid one past the remaining defenders and put City up one to nothing. City threatened again in the 23rd minute when Azeel Jackson drew a foul just outside the 18-yard box and won a free kick that was taken by Edward Leuven. Leuven put a shot on target, but it was pushed out by the keeper to keep the score 1-0 City. Klaus was then shown a yellow card in the 24th minute, and then in the 32nd minute the Galaxy tied it 1-1 after LA appeared to beat the high press of City and Mark Delgado received a short pass in the box towards City's left side. He had his first shot blocked by Berkey, but City was unable to recover and Delgado was able to grab his own rebound to tie the game. The last key play in the first half was Jared Stroud being given a yellow card after a hard tackle on Ricky Pooge. At halftime, the score remained 1-1. The second half starting 11 for City 
was Ben Lunt in goal with Akil Watts, Josh Yarrow, John Bell, and Celio Pompeo on our back line. Jabulu Blom saw his first minutes for City alongside Indiana Vasilev in the central midfield with Isak Jensen and Rasmus Alm as our wide attacking midfielders, and Sam Adeneron and Nico Joachini were our forwards. Some interesting positions and an exciting debut for City with this lineup. Personally, it felt like this was testing our depth, as Akil Watts shuffled to left back and Celio Pompeu, a traditional attacking midfielder, slotted in at right back due to the absence of Selmer Pedro. Plus, it was John Bell's first minutes with the team, all made for a very interesting backline to start this second half. Add to that that this was Blom's debut alongside Indiana, who continued to see minutes in the deeper midfield. This combination of positional changes and a newness to seeing game action and short runway with the team activities was most apparent just seven minutes into the half, as in the 52nd minute, a bit of miscommunication and congestion by the city backline and an untimely touch in the box by Blom gave possession away in a dangerous spot that the Galaxy were able to capitalize on with the Dejan Jovalic goal to go ahead 2-1. to one. The third goal came from L.A. after a penalty and a converted PK. City made two substitutions then in the 73rd minute, indicating prescribed minutes for both John Bell and Jabulu Blom as their first matches of the preseason, and in came Owen O'Malley and Lucas Bartlett. The fourth goal for the Galaxy came in the 79th minute and was just insult to injury, as video showed an apparent turnover by City in their attacking zone, and the Galaxy's Ephraim Alvarez took the ball from beyond midfield with no defenders behind him, and as Owen O'Malley caught up to him, Alvarez was able to slide one past Lunt for the final goal of the game. Galaxy went on to win 4-1 to close out City's first Coachella match. City had two good chances late by both Nico Joachini and Isak Jensen, but it wasn't meant to be. Coach Carnell alluded to those chances in a post-game quote, saying, quote, We struggled to get that second group going in the second half for the first few minutes. But towards the end of that game, we had a couple big, big chances which got away from us. We conceded a few set-piece goals and action following from set pieces, which I pride myself on. And these are moments for us to have a real good reflection and look back at how we can plug up the spots, because from a defensive organization standpoint, I thought we were good for many moments of the game. For sure, they're going to stress us and stretch us in many moments. And when they get their rhythm going, they're really good at what they do. And when we get our momentum going, we're really good at what we do. End quote. Carnell also had high remarks for Tomas Ostrak, saying, quote, Tomas Ostrak was outstanding on the day. He really took big leaps forward, end quote. Carnell noted, too, that it was a positive just to have Blom and Bell on the field for the match, saying, quote, it's good for them to finally get some minutes under the belt. These guys will get sharper, they will get quicker, they will get more competitive. It's good for those players to finally understand the pace of the game and how we need it to be played. I feel there were very good learning moments from this as well, end quote. City had an off day on Thursday and was back in training on Friday as they gear up for their second match against Vancouver on Sunday, February 12th, and finished their Coachella Valley stay on Wednesday, February 15th against New York City FC. Shifting now to look at a couple off-the-field notes, starting with City's Our City Sustainability Initiative, announced on Tuesday, February 7th, that will look to make City Park a zero-waste stadium. From information the club released, all waste generated in the stadium will either be reduced, reused, recycled, or composted. City's commitment to sustainability includes eliminating single-use consumer plastics, recycling and composting, comprehensive energy efficiency, and water conservation initiatives, and partnering with food donation programs. For the past three years, City has been building the Our City Sustainability Program, which calls upon City's suppliers, partners, fans, and staff to reduce landfill waste, conserve resources, and to measure and report key sustainability operating metrics. Quote, We want City Park to be an inspiration to our community 
of how it is possible to embrace waste reduction and conservation practices in our work and homes, said Carolyn Kendall, president and CEO of City. Quote, St. Louis is a region of rivers and agricultural innovation. We have a great opportunity to remind our partners, fans, neighbors that our future is our responsibility, said Kendall. City isn't doing this alone either. They have worked with our partners inside City Park to ensure a collaborative and supportive approach and full buy-in. City has recruited commercial and nonprofit partners who share the team's commitment to environmental responsibility. Stadium concessionaire and operations partner Levy Restaurants and ASM Global are working with vendors and City Park's 100% local restaurant partners to reduce single-use consumer plastic waste whenever feasible by switching to compostable serviceware and reusable aluminum cups. Beverage partner PepsiCo Inc. and official beer partner Anheuser-Busch also embraced City's vision to reduce plastic waste by serving beer and non-alcoholic beverages in highly recyclable City Signature aluminum cans and cups. City Park also hosts a compost sorting and collection center on its pitch level to help capture food and biodegradable waste on site. Operation Food Search, a local nonprofit organization, will work with Levy to recover prepared but uneaten food from restaurant partners after matches and events for food bank distribution centers serving the St. Louis region. And finally, an article in Sports Business on Thursday, February 9th, detailed that City Park's official sponsor search has been put on hold for at least the first season. After renaming the park, City Park, in October, following a renegotiation of Centene's partnership agreement, St. Louis City Chief Executive and Co-Founder Carolyn Kindle told Sport Business that while the club is looking for a new naming rights partner and is in active conversations with a number of interested parties, she added that nailing down the fan experience at City Park is the biggest priority for the club ahead of the debut campaign. Quote, their founder passed away, and part of being a good community partner is understanding things from both sides, and I think they came to us and said, we've got to refocus. Knowing how ingrained they are in the city, we said absolutely, Kindle said. Quote, I wouldn't say it was a, a blow because we hadn't played a match yet. There was never a match at Centene Stadium, so I think if it was going to have to go down that path, which clearly you don't enter a 15-year agreement thinking that, clearly the timing was in our favor. We're going to start the process all over again. Right now, we're just focused on getting through the first season, end quote. St. Louis City had partnered with sports and entertainment consulting firm Elevate Sports Ventures to find a naming rights partner initially. Kindle said the club have not yet decided whether to retain an agency to secure a new deal, nor is there a firm deadline by which to reach a new agreement. The article closed with an interesting note on the stadium's size, saying Kindle feels that 22,500 is the correct size for St. Louis City, to ensure the stadium remains full once the novelty of joining MLS wears off for fans. Quote, I'm happy with that number. You've got your first year and everyone is so excited, and you have to make sure that in year six, seven, eight, nine, that everyone is still just as excited, she said. Quote, I don't think the region could handle a stadium at 30,000, so I think we were right at the sweet spot. The good news is that we will always have a full stadium, and that is the point. Kindle hopes to further monetize the venue with U.S. soccer national team games and potential college and high school soccer matches as well. And that's it for this week. Hopefully that catches you up on everything going on with St. Louis City SC. One final note is that there is no stream for any MLS preseason match, including all Coachella Valley matches. The Chicago Fire Twitter account has specified this is a result of the Apple MLS media deal, though to be fair, MLS never streamed matches prior to the deal, and the deal took effect midway through preseason. We hope the next year will be the start of MLS preseason matches being more widely available on MLS Season Pass through Apple TV. But in the meantime, stay tuned to our socials for all the latest news and info as we get it, including on City's preseason matches and much more. I'm Matt Baker. You can follow me at MattBakerSTL. And don't forget to follow our entire group at CitySCReport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. 
Thank you for joining me here at the City SC Reports Weekly Recap. Be kind to each other and have a great week ahead.